0: these other moms over there with their babies just sleeping in the carrier and they have their makeup all done and their hair's mm-hmm. done. done. I'm over here looking a hot mess and my <laughs> baby starts wailing in the middle <laughs> of the story time. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And just realizing that I'm not doing it wrong. That was so freeing. But it, again, it was that, that juxtaposition between my expectations and what my reality was. What does it mean
1: to live differently? Hi, I'm
0: Jenna. Welcome
1: to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in and stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there, welcome to episode 66 of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna and I am so thrilled to have you here today. This is going to be such a fun episode. So, if you related at all to the intro to this episode, I know you're going to love it. I get to dive in with Amanda Bennett from the Gotcha Mama podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. So, if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go over and check it out because she has so much great stuff there from real moms. And it's just such a great place to kind of find a community of other moms who make you feel like you are not doing any of this wrong and that it's just, you know, it's hard, and it's not perfect and it's beautiful and it's messy and chaotic and all the things. So I love her podcast and hope you will check it out, but make sure to stay tuned through this episode because she gives so much great wisdom on how to find our identity as a mom. And I know that so many women feel like this after they have kids. They can't really get back to who they were before kids and not really sure who they are after kids. So it's just a great episode. She shares some stuff that um, I had never really thought about before and it really opened my eyes. So even though I have an eight-year-old, I no longer have babies. I have an eight, a six, and a four-year-old. It just really helped me see some things in a different light. So no matter what age your kids are, I think this episode is gonna be super valuable to you. So make sure to stick it out all the way through the end because it's good all the way (laughs) to the end, I promise. I also wanted to let you know about something super exciting that's starting on Monday. So if you are listening to this in real time, Monday, August 24th, 2020, We are doing a totally free four-day workshop called the Simple Home Workshop, where we're going to dive deep into four problem areas in your home that I know are holding you back from the simplicity that you are craving. So make sure to join us. It's free. It's going to be a super fun community. I've already talked to so many of the moms who have joined. Um, and we're going to have a Facebook group we can chat in. We're going to have a live lesson every day. And we're just going to get off on the right foot as school is starting and working from home and schooling from home and just all the craziness that's going on right now. Let's make our homes a peaceful place. So you can get signed up by going to at homewithkids.com forward slash simple home workshop. You can also find that link in the show notes at homewithkids.com forward slash episode 66. I can't wait to have you in that group. I know we are going to have so much fun. All right, let's jump into my interview with Amanda. Well, hello there, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on the Simple Home Podcast this morning. It's great to have you. Hey, Jenna. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So before we jump into our interview and our topic today, can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your motherhood journey so my audience can get to know you a little bit?
0: Sure. And I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot that's happened in these um, four years of being a mom, but I have two kids. So my oldest right now is four and my youngest is almost four months. He'll be three and a half months this week. And the, they are very different Children, and <laughs> that's the case a lot. But I, before I had my daughter, um, I I worked full time in the nonprofit industry doing fundraising, and I was doing that for about twelve years. And when she came into our lives, I thought I had planned on going back to work. You know your expectations. You're like, oh yeah, you know babies are a little, you know they just throw a kink in the plans. But I, I'm going back to work like I did before, and that just did not pan out the way I thought it would, and I had a lot of challenges early on with her and I decided not to go back. My husband and I decided together that I would stay at home with her and that kind of first year of her her life was really challenging for me with a lot of things that, and we can get into that in in just a little bit, but they are wonderful children and Mm -hmm. my son is, is very different than, than she was my experience so far with him having being postpartum in the pandemic, no less (laughs) has been interesting, but having him be my second I, I'm grateful for that because I there was a lot of things mentally and physically that i I was better prepared for with my second and I feel like this whole experience postpartum in the pandemic was more enjoyable enjoyable than my first postpartum, even though it's been a little weird with pandemic restrictions but um so those are my, my two children. I've been married for 13 years and currently stay at home with both my kiddos and do my podcast. And I love it. I feel like it is what I'm called to do right now in this season. I know seasons are very different, but that's what I do. And uh, we live just outside of Nashville. So everybody's like, oh, you live in Nashville. But uh, we, don't, we don't go to Broadway, folks. We don't do that. <laughs>
1: I love it. Yeah. Well, we've only been um, to Nashville one time, but we've been to Tennessee a few times and we love that area because we're, we're in Colorado, which is beautiful, but dry as can be all the time. So anytime we go somewhere with a little more lush landscape, we're always like, wow, these people live around like greenery and stuff. Yeah. So we love that area.
0: Well, I love Colorado. We, we would love to take some trips out there just to get out of the
1: humidity sometimes. Right. Yep, exactly. That's, we always, yeah, it'd be nice if there was a place where it was like perfectly, you know, mild temperate all the time, kind of humid, kind of dry, but unfortunately (laughs) it's not how it works. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know that I went into motherhood with like this vision of what it would be like, like what my kids would be like, you know, who I would be as a mom. I had this picture, like I'd be strolling them around. I'd be skinny again, you know, like feeding them all nutritious, homemade snacks and all this stuff like that picture that we have before we have kids. And I know that it did not... um, work out that way at all with my first or my second or my third? Did you have a similar experience? And if so, what did that look like for you and how did it change once you had your
0: kids? Oh, yes. 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 hundred percent. (laughs) Yes. My expectations were very different from my reality. And I will say this, I'm an only child. So I did not have a very broad concept of what real mom life look like. <laughs> um, I was just kind of in my own happy world. Like I said, I thought I would go back to work. I thought, you know, I would immediately walk out of the hospital and be the same size I was before. I thought, yes, I'm like, I'm never feeding my child sugar. That's just crazy. Um, all of these things that a lot of moms think before you have children, you just have, and I don't, you know, I, I don't know where that, comes from, because I think now we're, we're getting more realistic messages from, from moms and from outside, but I talk to moms all the time that like you and I have these expectations of what, you know, I'm just going to be strolling the baby around. They're going to sleep all the time. And that is not what happened for me. I mean, maybe maybe that does happen for some mom. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you're out there listening and you're like, oh yeah, my baby slept all the time and you know, we had no problems. I say, good for you. Dude, that's awesome. Like I'm so happy for you. I so I think I struggled and looking back, I, I can say this now because I've been blessed by so many moms pouring into me since I had my daughter, and after that first year, that was really, really tough for me. I mean, she, just to give you an idea, so she did not, we did not breastfeed well at all. I was not producing, she was not eating, and we, at her two-month doctor's appointment, went in and took her, and she, she was just a small baby, and I'm a small person, and the doctor weighed her and measured her and looked at me and said, she's not on the chart anymore. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? And she said, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, like we we need to figure something out here. She had, her weight had dropped below the chart. Like literally she was not on the chart anymore. And um, we realized, and my my pediatrician was so wonderful. She has experience and she knew thought in the back of her mind to test for a dairy protein allergy. Mm -hmm. And my daughter tested positive. And so she, what ends up happening with that is they're not absorbing the nutrition and her stomach, the lining gets irritated. And so they don't want to eat. So we got her on formula and that started to work. Um, you know, she still didn't sleep well at all. <laughs> my My child did not sleep through the night until she was probably almost one. And so I was exhausted, but I realized that, now like i said um i probably was suffering from a little bit more than just baby blues and at the time it, no one had really told me the difference like there there's baby blues but then there's like there's some other things that could be happening here that may not be normal and i was just walking around thinking oh my gosh motherhood is just so like, why do people do this? <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> and, the, and I was exhausted all the time. And I, I I would cry for no reason. And I just felt really overwhelmed in this kind of fog the whole first year. But it, it never really occurred to me until I reached out and talked to somebody, a, a friend of mine, I was saying, because by breastfeeding, what, that that was the initial thing that kind of set me off. But Just all of it. And I was telling her all these challenges I was having. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, she's gonna think that I'm a horrible mother. She's gonna think I'm crazy. Like I'm obviously doing something wrong if it's this hard. And and she reassured me. She's like, listen, I I had some of those challenges too when my when my son was the same age as your baby. And here's some things you can do, but that's totally like you're that's it's just hard. And I'm here for you. And that was the light bulb moment for me that was like. Holy cow! You know, other moms go through this too. I I was so used to seeing at the library dates where I take my baby; these other moms over there with their babies just sleeping in the carrier, and they have their makeup all done and their hair's done. And I'm over here looking a hot mess, and my baby (laughs) starts wailing in the middle (laughs) of the story time. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And just realizing that I'm not doing it wrong—that was so freeing. But again, it was that that juxtaposition between my expectations and what my reality was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes like when I look back, I think my expectation was that motherhood is going to be really, really hard. So that's normal. And anything that's hard is just normal. And I'm going to have to push through, but also Mm -hmm. that I need to do it in a way that I'm still put together. And my kids are still happy and healthy and sleeping well and on a schedule and like all those things. So it's like those two, things where we're like, yes, motherhood is hard. And, and we're going to have to just push through that and know it. And we need to do it in a way that's very graceful <laughs> and yeah. like perfect. And so that's just, it's so hard for new moms. And I mean, even right now, I don't have any babies anymore. My youngest is four, but my makeup and hair is never done. I mean, like it's yeah. a rare occasion that I can get myself ready with my kids. Sometimes it's nap time and I'm
0: like, I'm going to do my hair. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I I think that's, you know, when you see that or when you have those expectations that, oh yeah, you know, motherhood is, yeah, on some level you have to look like you've got it together. No, it's okay. Like nobody has it all together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's okay that it's hard, but you don't have to be perfect at it
0: either. Right. And I think the other thing is, it is hard. There, there's some amazing parts of motherhood and there's some really challenging parts and that's totally normal. And, but knowing that also you don't have to do it by yourself. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to, like you say, you don't have to look like you have everything pulled together. Perfect on a schedule, you know, makeup done, hair done, kids, like, your kids are not going to always behave anyway. Like, let's just be real here. There's, there's <laughs> certain things that you cannot control like they're just out of your control. And if you try to control these things, you are going to drive yourself into a frenzy and just spiral down. And that's, you know, there is there is freedom in having people help you too. You know, being a mom is not about doing it by yourself. <laughs> like being a mom is not, I got all this, all these things and I've got it all pulled together. And knowing that you can reach out for help or that you can ask for help, that should give you permission for one to, it's okay. Like these are all normal. It, motherhood is not glamorous. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's put that out there. Like motherhood is not glamorous, but it's totally worth it. And it's absolutely 100% rewarding. Yes.
1: Very. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think like sometimes we miss the beautiful parts of it because I don't know, I don't know about you, but when my youngest was younger and everybody would constantly say, Oh, you know, don't wink. Don't, you don't want to miss this. You want to take in every moment and you want to like write down everything and capture everything and just don't miss any of it. And that would feel so stressful for me because I was like, well, you know, I'm just trying to survive here (laughs) some days, you know, and I might miss it and trying to fill out a baby book and all those things that's extra and that's hard. And I really just want to enjoy the moment. And if I forget it, then I forget some of it, you know? And so sometimes that was a little bit stressful too. And I think we miss the beauty of the moments and the time with our kids when we're trying so So hard hard to do it perfectly and not miss any of it, if that makes any sense.
0: Yes, no, that's so true. We we tend to put a lot of unneeded pressure on ourselves for some of that stuff. And you're right. You know, there's there's no reason why you need to pressure yourself into oh, I need to enjoy this. When you tell yourself oh, I need to enjoy this moment and, and document it, you're not enjoying the moment. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Let yourself go a little bit. Like, give yourself, get, put yourself off the hook on that, and just take a breath and actually enjoy the moment I think is is the key there. And I tell myself that a lot because I get wound up in all the, Oh, I got to plan this. I got to, you know, document that. And it, it, that's, that's just extra. Like you said, that's just extra stuff. Like, don't, if you feel weighted down by that, don't do it. Just your kids want you to be there with them. That's all they really want.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I brought you on here to kind of talk about some identity stuff with motherhood too, because I know many moms I've talked to have kind of struggled with knowing who they are. Like, who are they supposed to be when they transition into motherhood? So -hmm. why do you think this is such like a common struggle for mom? I know we talked about, you know, motherhood is hard and stuff, but what about our own identity and like how we find that once we're moms?
0: Yeah. I think a lot of what we're, we were talking about before really plays into why so many moms struggle with it, why I struggle with it. And it has to do with our expectations for one. Your expectations don't match your reality. You get caught up in these questions of, like I said, am I doing it wrong? Who, am I a good mom? You know, what do I need to be doing? What should I be doing? And it it just gets in the way of you being the best you, you can be. And I know a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of messages now I will say are so much better about sharing kind of the realities of motherhood and the hard parts and the good parts and what may be normal and what, you know what, there, there's other things. There's, there are actual mental health disorders that you may just need to get help. And that's okay too. Um, but knowing the, the real Real (laughs) on being a mom, I think, is part of why we struggle so much in that transition into motherhood. There, there are other times certainly um, during our motherhood where we're probably going to have these kind of questions about our identity and who we are when there's any big transition or change. But when we come into motherhood, I feel like the main reason is that our expectations really don't match what we see in reality, and. I mean, that's one reason why you do this podcast, why I do my podcast, so that we can share the reality of what it's like, the the good things, the bad things, the, you know, the parts that, the, the little details about motherhood that you may not hear from your mom or whoever you talked to before you became a mom. I, I watched this TED Talk and I, I highly recommend this TED Talk by Dr. Alexandra Sachs. And she talks about matrescence. And it's that transition into motherhood. And she talks about the physical, the psychological, and, and the emotional transition into motherhood is kind of like what we go through in adolescence. And it's so talked about. Adolescence and all those changes are so talked about um, in society and kind of as you're growing up, you hear all these things. But that transition into motherhood is is not really talked about as much. And there are very real emotional and psychological things that are changing. And for me, when, when I had my daughter and came, you know, was staying at home, not working anymore, my, I realized I had a lot of my identity wrapped up in what I did, you know, my career. And once I became a mom and I wasn't doing that career anymore, and I was kind of back at square one where I was figuring out how to be a mom, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally there were days where I was like, I totally failed at this thing, you know, (laughs) and that when you tell yourself those things or when you let yourself go down that path of, oh, I'm terrible at this, this is, you know, that negative self-talk, then that affects who you think what you think about yourself and who you feel you are. And so normalizing that transition into motherhood, I think is, is a big reason um, we need to share our stories so that that kind of initial push into motherhood is not such a shock. And we don't have so many confusing messages in our head. Um, And I think also, like I said, knowing if you have, if you, if there is a reason truly that you need to help, you need to reach out for help, then you need to 100% do that and and take care of your mental health.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and that part I think is being talked about more now, but I don't feel like, um, you know, my pediatrician or my doctor, when I had my first child kind of told me and my husband about, you know, baby blues and depression and stuff, but it wasn't, It wasn't a lot of information, but I feel like now that more moms are saying like, this is how I struggled. We can identify with it and be like, Oh, I think I really do need a little more help. So I appreciate you kind of telling your story on that, because I do think, like you said, with, uh, with your podcast and with mine and with a lot of the other podcasts out there, just hearing from another mom, I don't think that that feeling of like, am I a good mom? Am I good enough? Or, you know, those days where we feel like we totally failed. I don't think that's ever going to go away, but that's just because we want to give our kids everything, right? I mean, we love them and we wanna we wanna take care of them. And I think we'll always have those feelings, but I think at least hearing some other points of view and seeing that it's not always Instagram perfect, you know, and it's it's like real life and we're all we're all just trying the best we can on the day with what we know at that time and learning from each other. So I really appreciate you saying that and kind of sharing your story on that because I think that's what we need to hear. We just need to hear different struggles and different, you know, what other people have gone through a little bit.
0: Yeah. And, and I think knowing that, I mean, the more stories you hear, the more, yes, you'll have, you'll have similarities, but also that everybody's journey looks different mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you don't, your motherhood does not have to look like your friend's motherhood. And the postpartum experience that you had may not look like the postpartum experience of your friend or your mom or your sister. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. You know, everybody's, different. And so I think understanding that also can allow you to just experience what you're going through. And, and if it's, if it's hard or if it's great getting through it without comparing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we, it's so easy to compare now, you know, like when our moms were moms, they could compare to their neighbor or their best friend, but we can compare to every mom that's on Facebook and Instagram yeah. and Pinterest and, you know, that we see at the library and all of that. So it's so easy to do that, but it's great to be able to compare in a way where you're just saying, oh, they have that similar struggle rather than compare like I'm a worse mom than they are or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: what tips do you have for moms who kind of struggle with their identity at this point?
0: Yeah. And I'll you know, again, I'm I'm just a mom like you, so <laughs> I am not a mental health professional. I am not any expert on identity. These are just some things that helped me, and hopefully they may help you or help someone listening um, to to find a little bit more of their identity or regain that sense of who they are. And And the first thing, there's three things that I would say, three big things. The first thing is to give yourself permission to be that new version of yourself. And when I say that, it's when you become a mom, you're still you. You're just a new version of yourself. And with every big transition in life, that's that's the case. You know, we're always growing and changing. And you have to just give yourself permission and not try to get back to how things were before you had kids. You know, whether you just have to practice gratitude for what you have in that moment Or you just have to accept that things will, they will be different. You know, I mean, when you have kids, things are different (laughs) and just accepting that that will be the case. And you may have to, you may have to grieve some things, you know, things that you did in the past may look different in this season of life. And that's okay to be a little bit sad about it. But just knowing that going forward, there's also going to be some really great things that you didn't even anticipate about being a parent. So allowing, just giving yourself permission to be a new version of yourself is that first step into understanding more of who you are and owning your identity as a mom.
1: Yes. I have to stop you real quick before you, I don't want to take away from your next two points at all, but when you shared this one with me before we did this interview, this one really like sat with me for a while because I think so much of the messaging out there is like get your body back after baby and get back out with your friends and do your girls nights and all this stuff and we forget that you know what we're in a totally different chapter and it's a beautiful chapter and if we're just looking backwards and trying to be that person we were before and I hadn't ever really thought about this with my own motherhood like I I didn't I didn't realize that that was even a thing in my head where I was really trying I mean in a lot of ways you try to get back to life before that, even like with your marriage. And of course your marriage always needs to grow and, you know, and all those things with your partner are so important, but it doesn't have to look the same exactly. as it did beforehand, <laughs> before kids, exactly. it's going to look different and, and that's okay. You grow together. And so I loved this one and it, it really, I mean, I sat with it for a while and really thought through it with my own, you know, motherhood journey. And so hopefully the listeners will do the same. So I think this yeah. is a big one.
0: Yeah, and and like I said, this was for me. This this was the first step because that initial kind of friction with oh my gosh, my career is over. That's what Mm -hmm. I felt like. And I'm that you know I'm sitting here with this baby. I don't know how to be a great mom. And really, in my head, I was doing that. I was trying to go back to the way things were before, with just adding a child into the scenario. And that's not one. That's just not reality. But two that's you're overlooking the beautiful things that are gonna be in that season. Like you said, give yourself, I mean, permission again, to slow down if you need to. Like that is the season of life. And I and I think those messages that you see, oh yeah, like you're talking about, get back to the way you were, but get your body back. Get your, you know, start going out with your girlfriends again. But if if that is not what you need and it's not what you feel, um is true to where you are in your season, give yourself permission to not do that. Okay, yeah,
1: right.
0: it, It's okay. You know, like you said, enjoy where you're at because you're there for a reason. You are, I truly believe that that season of life is there, whether it's to teach you something, mold you, bring you closer to the Lord, whatever it is, you really, yeah, that permission I think is, well, I know for me was that first piece of owning my identity and motherhood. Yeah, definitely. And the second thing I would say, and this one was the hardest for me, and I'm still working on it. I'm still, (laughs) and and as everybody should be, but it's taking action. And I will say, I'll put it the caveat, taking imperfect action, because I have such a hard time. Um, I tend to have perfectionist tendencies, and, and so I want things to be just right, or Um, I feel like they're good enough before I do it, and that's not what I should be doing. A lot of times, you have to take action to get clarity, and I know that in my head, Um, but sometimes it's really hard. So for me, that kind of kicked off things. I worked for a long time for other people, helping them reach their goals, and I know we kind of go through motherhood a lot, helping other people, taking care of other people, And to the point, I was neglecting my own dreams and goals, and not—I mean, not not intentionally—but I just kind of put it on the back burner because I was more invested in, oh, I just want to help this person get to this place. And so, when I came out of the fog of postpartum that year later, I knew I wasn't going to go back. There was no way I was going back to full time traditional work. That that season was over, and I tried a couple things and didn't really. Um, I tried real estate and I was like, this is not for me. (laughs) But I learned and it made me think, okay, why isn't this for me? Why didn't I like this? And I had so many really awesome things in my life, but I felt like something was missing. But the key to finding out what I truly needed was taking action. And as hard as that was, and yes, you may not be great at everything. You probably won't be great at everything, but understanding that that's not a failure. That's just you learning. That's when I, that that point after I did real estate and, and all that, I had kind of this, epiphany of, of, I wrote down the things that I like to do, I don't like to do, what I'm good at. And that's when I started the podcast. And I I thought to myself, I am not going to let the fear of imperfection keep me from doing this thing that I really want to do. And so I just started. And again, clarity comes with action. And you can say that all day, but you have to really whether it's a tiny step or a big step you have to start and then as you're doing things you will you will learn more and you will find out more about yourself about other people and so i i have to again tell myself this a lot i'm doing it right now there's some things that i just need to start doing i just stop overthinking them stop researching them and just start doing them to to get to that clarity
1: yeah, definitely. definitely. I think, I think um, I'm, I'm actually going to do a podcast episode on this pretty soon because I had some questions on this, but it we kind of are like in this information age where we take in all this information. We're like, well, maybe I could do this or whatever it's about, whether it's about like a career or just a hobby or just anything. We take in all this information, but we forget to take action on it or do anything with it. And so it's almost like the clutter we have in our house we get yeah. this like information clutter in our brain and it stops us from moving forward on anything. So I love the term imperfect action. Cause if we just do something, whether, whether it's how we wanted it to be, or it's good or it's bad, or, you know, it doesn't turn out right. At least we did something and then we can decide from there, like what's the next step. So definitely agree. You have to take some kind of step in order to move forward with anything.
0: Yeah, I love that brain clutter. Like that that's really a technology that the information clutter is what happens. We just get information overload. Yeah. yes, I mean at, the, at your fingertips you can search how to do anything. And that, you know, doing just starting the podcast cuz I know a lot of moms you know have wanted to start something and they just feel like, "Oh, I don't you know, I don't have enough information or I feel like I'm going to fail or you know what, I don't have enough time, whatever it is, the, you just have to take action. And when you do that, like I said, I have learned so much about myself as a person, as a mom, since I started my podcast, I would never have learned all that unless I had just started. Yep. So that was, that's the biggie. And, and I'll say like, that is, that's an ongoing thing. You can't just do it once and expect everything to be, Oh, I I got it. I got this. This is great. (laughs) So the the third thing, and then I'm done with my, my Ted talk here. (laughs) Um, the the third thing is to surround yourself is again, you cannot, like, we are not meant to go through life by ourselves we we all need community we all need support and i will say my husband especially this postpartum experience my husband has been such a lifeline for me helping me and encouraging me to ask for help when i need it and my parents the same my my friends my church group um other networking groups you know every time you reach out to someone and you connect. You will learn about yourself when you learn about someone else. So there is this uh, theory, and I don't know if you buy into it or not, but that I know there is some truth to it. That the five people you spend the most most time with, um, you are you are the average of those five people, mm-hmm. and you know whether you agree with that or not. You have to know that who you spend time with influences you and vice versa. You influence those people that you spend time with too. And so surrounding yourself with people who truly support you and encourage you and will hold you accountable. Like friends that just, you know, tell you what you want to hear. That's not always the best thing. You want somebody that's going to have a real conversation. Like, listen, I know something's wrong. you know, you can tell me what it is. I'm here to help you, but you have been acting like you have not been acting like yourself and, and I want to help you, but I don't know what to do. So having those real conversations, but people that genuinely support you and love you unconditionally and who encourage you and push you forward. Cause those people, you know, your husband allowing you to have some time to yourself, to do something you really like to do without the kids. Oh yeah. I mean, that's important. (laughs) So that I would say that third thing to helping you find your identity motherhood is, is simply having a really good support system. And that's hard for some people who are geographically uh, away from family and friends. And now when you like, cannot be close to people because of social distancing, but still being able to be in contact with them and be encouraged by them, be held accountable by them, whether that's on the phone or zoom or whatever it is. Um, just realizing the importance of that.
1: Yeah. I love that one. And that is, I think that's always been the hardest one for me. And I always say that when somebody brings this up, that I'm so thankful that you talk about that because it is, it's so important to ask for help and it's so hard to do especially as a mom who feels like you just want to give your kids and your family everything and you have to do it all by yourself but you're absolutely right that is one of the most important things to make it through this season without, you know, just feeling feeling all the pressure and overwhelm that comes with it if you don't.
0: Yeah. And Jenna, I am an only child and I'm one of those people that is like, "Oh, no, I'm going to do it myself. I got this. I'm totally <laughs> independent." And with <laughs> after my first baby was born, my husband like again he said ask like tell me what you need help with and being able there was a, a kind of an aha moment for me after talking to another mom on the podcast and it it's being able to to verbalize specifically what i needed help with that was the thing in my head i knew exactly what i i wish he would let you know watch the kids so i could take a nap but did i say that to him no you know I, and so when But being able to say specifically, hey, babe, I really need like 20 minutes to take a nap. Can you take the kids downstairs? That specific request, like he he was like, absolutely, sure, no problem. Um, You know, and hopefully that is met with, yes, I can help. (laughs) Or maybe it's, you know yes, after I do this, I'd be happy to help you. But I, being able to verbalize specifically what you need help with, that's another thing that I had to learn. So if you, if you need that, just again, if you need help, try asking specifically what you need help with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to link to that podcast um, in the show notes for listeners today, so and definitely that TED Talk that you talked about also. So yeah, I'll make sure to get those links from you because I think that is something that we struggle with. We may know in our head what we need help with, and I think oftentimes we also just assume that they know what we need help with, yeah. and we get frustrated because they don't just do it. But the truth is, you do. You have to put it into words and be specific about it, just like you do with children, right? I mean, you. You've got to ask for it and ask for it in a way that's understood, not kind of passive and like, I'm kind of asking, but kind of, I don't want to (laughs) type of thing. So I think that would be very valuable for the listeners of this episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we have three amazing tips. And I know that like, if you're out there listening to this and you are really struggling with identity and just don't know where to start, I do think that first one that Amanda talked about giving yourself permission to just be this new version after kids and not not have to go back. You're not better or worse than you were before kids. It's just a new season. And so that might be the best place to start. But thank you so much, Amanda, for those three, because I know that we can take action on all three of those for sure. Just today. I mean, if anybody's struggling with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to help. Yeah. I hope that helps somebody. Like I said, it helped me and um, I'm happy to share. Yeah, I'm sure that it will. Well, one question that I ask all my
1: guests that come on the show, um, and you can relate it to anything you want. It can be today's topic or anything else. But if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her in the eyes and
0: tell her one thing, what would it be? Okay. For one, Jenna, I love this question so (laughs) much. Um, And this may not be what you expected, but I would ask a question. I would say, what do you need right now? Because I think we get advice, and we get um, you know information coming in. We get people telling us things a lot, and they're all well intentioned. You know, people care and they they want the best for us. But I think so often we don't need more advice. What we need is somebody to listen, um, somebody to be to give compassion and understand and love and sometimes just a a shoulder to cry on or to vent to somebody to support. So I, I had to sit with this for a while, but I think that is what I would, I would say, I would just say, what do you need right now? I love that. And I think for anybody listening,
1: who's feeling like I don't have somebody to ask me that question. Like I don't have a best friend or a little support group or anything. That's something we can ask ourselves too, I think, and just reflect on throughout the day. Like when we're feeling any of that overwhelm or just feeling like, man, I just, I'm not with it today or I'm not you know it's not going the way i want i think that's something that we could ask ourselves as well like what do we need right now do we need to step away for 5 minutes and put the kids on the screen you know and let them watch something so that we can just step step aside and breathe for a minute or whatever so i love that question nobody's ever nobody's ever taken my question that way so i love that amanda thank you
0: you're welcome and you're absolutely right i mean you can ask yourself that and and that is i mean Truly, when you talk about self-care, that's, that's one thing to take care of yourself, to check in and be like, what do I need right now? Yeah. Um, so I, I love that you added on to that. I think that's great. And, and I will say, I totally understand if you don't have a support system, if you need that. Um, and be, I'm an introvert. Being an introvert, it's hard to put yourself out there sometimes. Sometimes, and even if you're an extrovert, I, I understand nobody likes to be rejected, but um, ju- I would I would challenge you to put yourself out there to ask, to connect, because when it comes down to it, I think we all want the same thing. You know, we all want a friend. We all want to be supported. And um, I think you'll find more often than not that your request in your contact is met with so much care and, and, and understanding person that, you know, whether they are in a place where they need more friends or they want more friends, um, that you're not, it's not going to be as, as hard as you think to reach out and to connect with somebody. So, um, I I do, I get, I 100% get that there are people in that place right now that just really need a friend and, um, I always need more friends. I get that too. So, um, but, but I think we, I think the hardest part is just putting yourself out there and I would challenge you to do that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Amanda, this has been so good. I could literally talk to you all day. It's always so easy to talk to you and I just enjoy so much your real honest, um, take on motherhood. So where can we learn more about you? Make sure you tell my listeners about your podcast because, I listen to it weekly and I know my listeners will want to as well. And then anything else you want to let us know that you're up to so we can kind of connect with you more.
0: Yeah, that's so sweet, Jenna. I love talking to you too. I I, I agree. I I love your podcast. I love what you do, um, and your listeners. You, can, if you're listening now, you can find my podcast Gotcha Mama, and that's Gotcha G O T C H A, and Mama spelled M A M A. On it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can go to mama dot com. Um, in the, the main menu, there is a podcast link. So you can find the show notes and, and listen to it on there. Also on Instagram and Facebook, I am at gotcha mama. And like I said, the website is gotcha mama.com. So that's where I am most of the time. And I would love to connect with you and have you over in the gotcha mama space too. Excellent. Thank you so
1: much for your time, Amanda. This has been so much fun and I hope you, enjoy your weekend and your
0: little ones this weekend and maybe get a little bit
1: of rest with your busy season right now.
0: (laughs) Yes. I hope I get some rest too. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jen. This has been so much fun. Well, I hope this episode was as encouraging for you as it
1: was for me. I just love this topic. I love talking to other moms about their journey and sharing that with you. So I hope you found some encouragement and some things that you can put in place in your life to just take care of you and the season that you're in and give yourself a little bit of grace. Now, don't forget to connect with Amanda, listen to her podcast, Gotcha Mama. It is a wonderful podcast. I know you're going to love it. And also, make Make sure to check out her Facebook group and the other links that will be in the show notes. So go to at home with forward slash episode 66. And lastly, don't forget to join the workshop. It's happening in just a few days starting on Monday. It's completely free and we are going to make some big changes to your sanity and your simplicity in your home. So make sure to join us. Go to at home with forward slash simple home workshop. You'll get all the details there and you can sign up and you'll be good to go. So I can't wait to see you there and talk to you next time. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences, and I am so thankful. To get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.